Yeah. The dash is digi, the schedule busy My head in a hoodie, my shorty a goodie My cousins are crazy, my cousins like boogie Life is amazing, it is what it should be Been here for ten, but I feel like a rookie I tell her look up, cause it's snowing in tussies But for three years, man, you can't even book me It's me and lil' baby, this shit going crazy Weezy produced it, and Weezy F made me And she held it down, so she got a Mercedes Your money records, the army, the navy It ran me ten thousand, I threw it like Brady The foreign is yellow, like Tracy and Katie I trusted my niggas, they never betray me Met all these again, they sweeter than Sadie when I started out, I just took what they gave me Did all the favors, they never repay me It worked in my favor, cause nobody said me Hello and welcome to episode 25 of the Conservatarian Podcast With your host, CJ Westfall Thanks for joining today If you're listening and you're stuck in traffic today uh, You're probably upset If you live in Charleston, South Carolina Where most of our listeners are uh, Charleston, South Carolina right now Has had some of the worst traffic Basically, the Wando Bridge that connects Daniel Island and Mount Pleasant together um, is is shut down. Now, there's two two lanes that have been opened today by Governor Henry McMaster, which is definitely good. We're getting some um, some traffic flow in there, but it definitely is a bigger sign of some of the bigger inefficiencies that we've been seeing here from how terrible our roads and our infrastructure is here in South Carolina. And so it's opening up the debate, it's opening up the conversation even more. Here on this program, the Conservatarian Podcast, we've talked over and over again, day after day, uh, show after show, about how terrible the infrastructure here is in South Carolina. What's crazy is, is the South Carolina Department of Transportation, a lot of people don't know, has a budget surplus. So the question is, is where's all that money going? Um, where's all that money going? And today we're going to talk about a congressman here in Mount Pleasant and South, in Mount Pleasant and downtown Charleston, he represents uh, District 110. His name's William Cogswell, Representative William Cogswell, and he's one of the many freshman legislators that legis- legislators that voted for the most recent South Carolina gas tax, which raises your taxes, yes, you in South Carolina, um, to pay for uh, South Carolina road projects. Now, this gas tax, this happened 2017 right around um, February, March of last year, is when they were talking about doing that, going forward with that. What's crazy is, is since that gas tax happened, they took away a little bit more of your money. The government took away a little bit more of your money because they think they know how to spend it better than you do. Um, We haven't seen any improvements whatsoever at all in our state infrastructure. As a matter of fact, it's getting worse. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So we're going to talk about William Cogswell. We're going to get into that. Uh, but I also want to make a really special announcement. Um, my favorite choice for governor so far, last episode on episode 24, I watched the uh, the Greenville gov- gubernatorial forum, and it was fantastic. I did an entire analysis of that debate, and I just thought that head and shoulders, John Warren, businessman John Warren, was the best candidate by far. Anybody objectively watching, I watched it objectively. I didn't care. I didn't have any leanings towards anybody at all before prior watching. I had met Catherine Templeton. I had talked to Kevin Bryant. But I had no leanings, and I watched that that, not the interview, the forum, they called it, in Greenville. And um, the people of Greenville seemed to agree with me. Um, And the straw poll that was taken just after um, John Warren had slayed that debate, um, it, it looks like he won the straw poll. Uh, by a far margin, I posted the results on my Facebook page, so go follow me there, CJ Westfall. Uh, but I posted the results on the Facebook page, 
and it looks like John Warren took the cake there. John Warren's a guy who has led 300 combat missions in the Marines, and he's built a billion-dollar company here for himself. It's a real estate investment company. Uh, sound familiar? The only difference between him and President Trump is President Trump dodged the draft, whereas John Warren went and served in the Marines and led men into battle, led men into combat. Um, he comes off to me just as an average objective observer, as a true um, leader. He seems like a true leader. Anybody that can take their leadership abilities from the Marines into the private sector, build a billion-dollar company, that's the guy I want for governor. So we have been talking back and forth behind the scenes and um, with his team. He's going to be joining us on the show here real soon. We'll have that interview posted on Tuesday, May 22nd, so please tune in for that. Boy, oh boy, is he the best candidate out there for governor. And um, some people have challenged me on this, and I've talked to them. And um, Catherine Templeton is one of the other front runners. And if you watch her in the debate, there was a debate last night in Charleston, where I live, and I didn't get tickets in time, so I, didn't, I wasn't able to make it. I was super bummed, but I still watched it on the live stream. And Catherine... In the Greenville debate, which was a couple couple days ago, uh, at the beginning of the week, she said the word buzzsaw, I want to say about 15 to 20 times. And she said Nikki Haley's name about 8 to 12 times. And she said good old boys about 5 to 7 times. And she really reminds you of how Marco Rubio performed in the, um, in the presidential primary um, in 2016, Marco Rubio was just repeating the same exact rehearsed lines with no real expertise to offer. Um, she seems overly polished, and um, she's a name dropper, and she's somebody that whenever she's asked a tough question, she just reminds you that President Trump offered her a job in, in his administration. Whenever she's off, asked a tough question, she reminds you that Nikki Haley asked her to help, uh, help her out as, a, as her Secretary of Labor. And that's good and great. And I'm sure she was a sec good Secretary of Labor. However, um, she is pretty pretty weak on tax tax reform, whereas John Warren is a little bit better on tax reform. And um, and that's and that's definitely I, you know I want to see the state income tax repealed. There's no reason why you know one thing I heard John say is whenever you have to give tax breaks to companies like Boeing to come into South Carolina and bring jobs here. You're admitting right there that our taxes are too high. We need to get rid of the South Carolina income tax, just like Texas has, just like Florida has, and that would bring in so many jobs. And yes, I know there's $65,000 There's 65,000 free jobs open right now here in South Carolina. We have a great economy, but it could be better. It could be better for sure. So John Warren is just really good on all those issues. We're going to have him on the show. We're going to we're going to get into it. It's not going to be all softballs. It's not going to be all easy questions. Uh, we're going to I'm going to really put some put some real good effort and research into him and his platform and asking him the tough questions. Um, we're going to ask him about solar panels. We're going to ask him about marijuana. We're going to ask him about taxes. We're going to ask him about gun rights. We're going to ask him about abortion. We're going to ask him about the gas tax. We're going to ask him about so many things. If you're a listener and you listen to the show, and you're interested in hearing about John Warren, because he actually just invested $3 million of his own money from his business into this campaign. If you're interested in hearing more about it, 
uh, or, or submitting any questions, please submit any questions. Send me a Facebook message, CJ Westfall on Facebook, at um, CJ Westfall on Instagram. Please send me a, uh, a message and say, you know, tell me what what uh, what you want to hear from them. What you know, what is it that you want to know? And, and some of some of my friends have have um, reached out since I announced that he's going to be on the show on Tuesday, and they're like, we want to know what he feels on consumer choice. So right now, consumer choice for energy. Right now, the hot topic is energy. Um, this election season, SCE&G, the failed nuclear project, um, the Base Load Review Act. So we're going to talk to him about that for sure. Um, for sure. So if there's anything that you guys can think of that there's that you want to ask John Warren, please let me know. But we have a wonderful show prepared for you on Tuesday. I think we're going to bring it to you live. Um, I'm going to ask them if we if we're allowed to, if we have permission to. But his communication team seems excited to to team up with us and and get his message out to the masses um, and bring it to you. So we're excited to bring that value to you guys. But something I wanted to to talk about today, the main topic of the show is going to be who the hell is responsible for this fiasco that we have with the Wando Bridge, and that's 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 what I I think is on everybody's mind. Who the hell should we be mad at? Who should we be mad at? Um, right now, folks going from Daniel Island to downtown Charleston for work are spending two to three to four hours time commuting. Um, and it should be noted that the people who built this Wando Bridge are the same people who built the Miami Bridge that recently collapsed within the last couple months. A few people died out there. Um, it came out today, the Senate uh, chairman of the, of the Transportation Committee said that it looks like the whole entire 526 bridge that was intended to last 50 years and it's only been up for 30 years and needs to be replaced. Um, that's what they said today. Um, uh, one, so a lot of the candidates on the primary trail have, in South Carolina here have been talking about uh, some of the problems that we have right now with the South Carolina Department of Transportation. And one of those big problems is that department is controlled by the legislature and not controlled by the governor. And traditionally, that's in a um, that that's a that's a governor's that's a governor's role to oversee that department. He's going to appoint a cabinet head that he appoints, and they're going to oversee the Department of Transportation. Right now. The legislature in South Carolina has all the freaking power, which is why a lot of people have talked about rewriting the South Carolina Constitution, which I think is a wonderful thing to do because it needs to be updated. And the whole reason why the Constitution in South Carolina limits the powers of the governor is because of its racist roots from when it was written in the 1880s and 1890s. 1895, I think, was when the South Carolina Constitution was actually written. And um, when that Constitution was written... It was intended to give all the power in South Carolina, all the political power to the legislature so that if a black governor were to ever to be elected, they would not be able to do anything and their hands would be tied. Well, for the past 115 years or so, I guess 120, um, the, governor, the governorship has had no freaking power. So we need to change that. And a lot of legislatures in, in, in the House and the Senate here in South Carolina have talked about that. But let's get to the biggest issues here. Uh, Representative William Cogswell, he represents District 110, which a lot of my listeners I know live in that district. Uh, we're coming up in a big primary, June 12th, and this is a Republican incumbent that we need to talk about. Um, today, he posted um, something 
addressing what um, one of his opposition uh, candidates had said online about him, and um, I commented, and I commented, and he deleted my comment and blocked me off of his page, Representative William Cogswell. He blocked me, blocked me off his page. I live in his district. I live downtown Charleston in Representative Cogswell's district, and I was blocked, blocked by my representative. Do you want to know why I was blocked by my representative? I was blocked by my own representative for the following comment. I said, um, oh, I'll read the comment. Let me give you the context. The context is Representative Cogswell has missed 30% of his votes in the House. And a lot of people that are running against him have been pointing that out. And so now he's starting to feel the pressure of that. So he made a post saying that 90% of the votes in the South Carolina House he was there for, um, which I know is not true. So I commented and I said, quote, there's certainly some fuzzy math there. Surely your number accounts for the 13 times that you missed key votes on abortion. Are you a pro-choice re pro Republican? It sure seems that way, especially because you voted on legislation on property tax exemptions at 12.02 p.m. March 30th, 2017. You skip the abortion vote like you always do, which would be six minutes later on 12.08 p.m. at uh, March 30th, 2017. And then he came back for a vote on homeowner associations at 12.57 p.m. on March 30th, 2017. And believe it or not, property tax exemptions and homeowners associations directly affect his businesses because he is somebody that works in the real estate business. So what do you what do you know? It seems like somebody's ignoring votes on on abortion. So anyways, the comment goes, never once did you cast your vote for or against the South Carolina Unborn Protection from Dismemberment Act. Is that to avoid taking a position? Anyone that can see, anyone can see on this link here, which I'll provide here um, in the, in the comments. Anyone can see on this link that Representative Cogwell has not only missed many votes, but is purposely abstaining from key legislation regarding life. The proof and facts about your time in the legislature are here. And I posted the link. And then I put uh, in conclusion, think I'm being a jerk or think I'm wrong? Click the link that I'm going to provide in the comments and put Control F. Hit the Control button on your keyboard and hit F at the same time. And then it, a search bar will come up and type in abortion. And then you'll see all the times that the South Carolina House voted on abortion over the last two years. And what will you find? No votes from our legislature in District 110, Representative William Cogswell. Now that's heartbreaking because Republicans and the Republican platform is against abortion. We're pro-life. Uh, we believe that life begins at conception. Just like Will Freeman does. Will Freeman, who's running for 110. He is pro-life. He believes, and I've talked to him. I've had him on episode 11 over a month ago. And go back and listen to our interview, man. He is just straight-up conservative. Why would somebody who's voted in as a Republican abstain from every single vote on abortion? I have no idea. Uh, but that's William Coxwell. Um, he blocked me from, from his, his campaign page. Now, what's so funny is... You know, he claims that he misses some of these votes because of conflict, conflicts of interest. 
but yet he voted on real estate bill, bills, and he's a real estate developer. So his business is important, but the life of the unborn is not important. So much so that a vote happened in the middle of the day at 12 noon while he was in Colombia, and six minutes later he had just previously voted on a property tax exemption that would help him in his business, and then 52 minutes later he's there voting on another vote that would help him in his business, but he can't vote on whether the scientifically proven fact that a life begins at conception should be protected. He can't do that. He can't honor the Republican platform. He can't stay true to conservative principles. This is somebody who needs to be voted out. Now, if abortion is not a big issue to you, I understand. That's okay. There's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of good opinions and good arguments on all sides of the issue, and there's a lot of passion on all sides of that issue. And for that, I totally understand. If you're somebody who's pro-choice or don't even know how you fall on the issue, that's okay. I want to let you know that this guy has done a lot more than skip votes on abortion. He has done pretty much the worst thing that you could possibly ever do as a House member. Um, I'll provide the link, uh, but the Nerve.org reports that at least three South Carolina House members and some of their favorite nonprofits were probably happy with um, an early morning passage of a $28 billion state budget. So a part of the last state budget, William Cogswell actually, this is insane to me. This is absolutely disgusting to me. It's disgusting to me. He sits on the board of trustees, William Cogswell, um, at a nonprofit. And... Um, at that nonprofit, Cogswell, Representative Cogswell, decided to add on a $250,000 earmark um, to, to send that money to the nonprofit organization that he sits on the board of, of the board of trustees. This directly benefits him. How much money of that $250,000 taxpayer money that he took from the South Carolina budget, does he get to keep? I only wonder. We can only wonder. And we've reached out to Cogswell about this, and he's silent because he's scared, and he doesn't want to answer. He doesn't want to answer tough questions. He just wants to lay low and be quiet and avoid the voters. But this is the facts. So I'm going to I'm gonna provide. I, I, wanna, I, I only want to provide factual inf information. I don't want you to think that we're going to be providing any slanderous accounts. This is a legitimate a legitimate article, and it points to the part in the budget where Cogswell routed that money to the nonprofit organization that he sits on the board of trustees that he directly benefits for. Cogswell, if you want to get money to your nonprofit organization, you go out to people and you ask for the money. You don't forcibly take our tax money that's forcibly taken from us. We have no choice whether or not we can pay our taxes. So if you want help for your nonprofit, you go and talk to some rich people and you say, hey, please donate. You don't, you don't do that. You don't purposely take our money that is forcibly taken from us to decide how it's spent and your nonprofit that you get an interest off of, that you get a benefit off of. It's just not fair. It's just wrong. And one of the other things that I wanted to bring out about Representative Cogswell, who really more and more is just kind of looking to me like a rhino 
and rhino everybody uses that word even Ka even Catherine templeton is using the word rhino these days which is hilarious because she is one rhino is short for republican in name only and here in south carolina we are a very conservative state and a lot of people really hold their principles dear here in south carolina and that's what i love about living here is that people really truly understand their principles so when there's people like representative Cogswell that go to Columbia and vote against those principles that the people hold dear, it's time to vote that, vote those representatives out. They do not serve our interest. They serve their interest. Representative Cogswell thinks it's very important to vote on real estate development bills, but he doesn't think it's important enough to vote on abortion bills. Okay, if that's not something that you hold dear, what about paying more taxes? Paying more taxes. Representative Cogswell not only voted for the gas tax, he, he championed the gas tax increase. Has this guy never read the Republican platform before? Because he not only championed it, he wrote a freaking op-ed in the Post and Courier about why the gas tax and why we should pay more of our own money that we work hard for, our hard-earned money, to the government to mismanage. The South Carolina Department of Transportation has a freaking surplus right now. And and Cogswell thinks we need to pay more gas, gas tax. Well, you know what? How's that working out for you? Giving the government more power over us? How's that working out? How's the Wando Bridge working out? How's that traffic working out that you're sitting in right now listening to this? Is that? Do you think that your gas tax increase, do you think that that's going to the right place? Obviously not. Our roads are shit. Let's be honest. We're all going in potholes. There's over 3,000 um, wrecks that happen each year in South Carolina that happen as a result of our poor infrastructure. And that's directly the fault of folks like Representative Cogswell who think that more government is the solution to the problem that government created in the first place. Government created the problem of poor roads. That's just it. They're not incentivized by profit. They're not incentivized to do the right thing. They're entrenched bureaucrats. They don't give a shit. They get paid regardless if they do a good job or a shitty job. They get paid regardless. I'm heated today, folks. But this is the truth. This is the truth. And this guy better not get reelected because this is a guy that wants to grow the government. He's a Democrat. He is a Democrat. He wants to raise your taxes. He wants to allow abortion. And he wants to corruptly funnel money into his nonprofit organization. What the hell is going on here? So this is something that I'm very upset about, and you should be upset about it too, frankly, even if you don't live in 110, even if you live somewhere in Charleston. You know, this is really troubling to someone that's raising our taxes, staying away from abortion votes, funneling money to their own to their own nonprofit organizations. This, this calls for an investigation. This is an ethics violation right here. This is not right. And there are people talking about this, about, about his ethics violations. Representative, There are people that are talking about that. And there is a corruption probe going on right now with Robert Quinn. And I wonder if that corruption probe is going to take a look at Representative Cogswell. I think they should. This is somebody that's right down the street from us. This is somebody who's going on the Quinn's close-ups and trying to puff themselves up, but that's not representing the values of conservatism 
that so many people in South Carolina hold dear. So, anyways, I'm going to stop on the rant and kind of chill out for a second. <laughs> but seriously, man, this guy has just got to go. This Representative Cogswell guy, he's raising our taxes. He doesn't care about the unborn. He might as well be a Democrat. And he's, cor and he's corrupt as hell, man. He's corrupt. He's showing up for votes that benefit his business. And he's abstaining from votes that represent our values. So... I don't know how the hell that guy got elected in the first place, but he sure as hell is not going to win this primary in 110. Um, I want everybody to go and take a look at Will Freeman. Will Freeman, I, I had him on an in-studio interview um, on episode 11. Go to cjwestfall.com slash podcast and scroll down to episode 11 when we had Will Freeman on the show. Will Freeman's a guy who is championing consumer choice, who is championing the solar initiative, who is for elimination of the South Carolina income tax and letting the free market do its own thing. He's for rewriting the state constitution so we don't have a racist constitution. He's for free market solutions and, and uh, to the roadways and putting the South Carolina Department of Transportation under the purview of the governor so the governor can oversee that and make key decisions, key leadership decisions without having to go to a freaking vote to make decisions on our freaking roadways when the Department of Transportation has a surplus and not giving out special interest group handouts to construction companies like Hugh Leatherman. Will Freeman's a guy who is for the people and of the people. And I know this because I personally vetted him. I looked at him. I talked to him. I've known him for three years. And I had him on the show, and I asked him all the hardest questions that I could possibly think of. And he's the guy who's going to fight for the people. So if you know anybody that lives in Charleston or lives in Mount Pleasant, share this podcast today. Share this. Because there's a lot of people sitting in traffic today that are pissed off, and they don't know who to be pissed off at. Be pissed off at Representative Cogswell, who raised your taxes and hasn't provided any solutions at all other than taking more of your own money, ignoring the, the holocaust that we have with the unborn, and funneling your taxpayer dollars to his damn nonprofit that he sits on the board of trustees for. So I'm not going to just say all this shit and not provide sources. I'm being very serious today. I'm staking my re reputation on this. I'm going to provide the sources to his votes. Go look at his votes. Do control F and type in abortion. And then look at the uh, the Nerve.com article where it talks about the, the funds that he routed to his nonprofit organization. I'm going to attach that. And then I'll also attach his op-ed in the freaking Post and Courier. He must be ashamed of himself. He must be ashamed. That's probably why he's hiding away. And he has to block voices like myself. Block me off his Facebook for holding him accountable to the conservative principles that got him elected in the first place. So anyways, we're going to leave off there. Um, if you're sitting in traffic today, just share this. Share this. If you need someone to blame, it's Representative William Codswell. Share today's podcast. Share today's show. It's on SoundCloud, Apple, Podcaster. Uh, you can find cjwestfall.com, a list of all of our old podcasts. That's where we post all our podcasts. Uh, make sure to tune in on May 22nd on Tuesday where we have our future governor, John Warren, businessman 
and former Marine who's going to be joining us for an extensive interview. If you have any questions you want posed to him, uh, please, please, please send me a message. And um, if anybody wants to um, to join the show, to have any comments about what we talked about today, please don't hesitate to tell me. Let me know how you feel. Am I right? Am I wrong? Tell me how you feel about uh, what we talked about on today's show. Uh, but let's get let's get Cogswell. Uh, let's get let's let him hear this. Let's let him hear today's show. And let's let him know that the voice of the people is louder than he is, and the voice of the people will speak up on June 12th. Everybody's paying attention these Republican primaries coming up. And um, we need to get him out of there. We need to get Cogswell out of there. But anyway, today's been episode 25 of the Conservatarian Podcast. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, we'll be talking to you again next week. We're not going to have a show tomorrow on Friday. We'll talk to you next week when we speak to future Governor John Warren. Thanks so much, and have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye-bye.